we can't thank you enough. Through all our ups and downs, ins and outs, you've been right there with us. We appreciate that so much. We appreciate all the people that you surround us with, those people that we don't even know that's praying for us. We thank you. We thank you for all these central workers who stand in strong amidst all of the fear we're standing. So we thank you for giving us that courage, and we appreciate you so much. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We started a new series called The Mandate from the King, dealing with the entire church and the church family. And that's extremely, extremely important, and I want us to understand that, so we don't want to, I don't want us to miss that. It's important um, to understand God's mission for us. There's a scripture uh, in uh, Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. It says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and a government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne over his kingdom, establishing, upholding it with justice, righteous from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. It's important for us to understand that the church was established uh, through Jesus Christ and his work on the earth. Jesus, when God sent him into the world and he came into the world, his mission was really, man, to gather a group of people who had been um, disconnected from God and reconnect them back to God uh, for the sole purpose of letting God know uh, that we're not done and we're going to do some work on the earth. And his mission was to really reconnect uh, God uh, and God's work to us on the earth and give us his spirit so we can do what he want done in the earth, which is really, man, improve the quality of people's lives and make the earth a such a most magnificent place just like heaven. And so God is the king. That was his mission. And Jesus Christ was the one that gave us that message. And he created a group of people, and it, those people were, were called the church, right? And he says, and upon this is what he told Peter, upon this rock I will build my church, and the very gates of hell should not prevail against it. That's important because Paul gives us a metaphor of the church, and he really compares uh, the body of Christ uh, to the church and the significance of our body and every part of our body. And then he talked about the analogy of the body and then Christ's body. So as we walk through this, it's important for us to understand what the church is all about. Uh, Because a lot of people are walking away from the church, so they say. They're walking away from the building. And some of the buildings are closing, uh, doors are shut. Because of the pandemic, people can't meet in the building. But the church really has always really been the people. It's important for us to understand that. And I really want to emphasize that. So when we're dealing with situations, that's why I like that song so much, Stan. When we're dealing with situations and we're dealing with circumstances, we have to know that we know that we know that God will never, ever leave us. And because we, his church, we can stand through the midst of whatever is going through, right? Understand that piece. Now, uh, I don't want us to miss that because if we miss that, we're going to miss it all. And we won't understand the significance of the church. And we won't know, understand the significance of us as human beings. 
because God really, really, really loved us, really loved us. And he did some unique things. And so when you read in the Psalms, he created us before we was ever thought about being created. He was already creating us and been mandating and mapping our path and, and his way of saying, listen, I got something that I want to get accomplished and I'm going to use you to do it. And he almost like handpicked us and he gave us some gifts and some talents. And here's the beauty. Uh, the thing was, he never gave anyone everything. And here's the other thing that's so beautiful. He never put people in charge of people. Uh, he always wanted to make sure that he was in charge of everybody. So when the writer was writing, it made a whole lot of sense when we talked about the church and he compared the church to the body. Because the body, whether it's the hand, the feet, the arms, the neck, the eyes, whatever, is all controlled by the head, right? And the head has the signals, man, that go through the nervous system that touches and give the body, uh, the rest of the body, uh, signals and tell it what to do. Whether you're going to tell the feet to walk or the hands to grab or feel, the eyes to see or the ears to hear, it all comes, man, from the central nervous system or the central command center, which is the head. Well, Christ is really the head of the body. And that's important for us to understand that as we move throughout this lesson and understand the uniqueness of the church and how important you are. And I don't want you to miss this because this is going to be important. So Paul, when he was writing, he was writing in Corinthians. Um, when he wrote in Corinthians, this, this iPad just went black, D'Angelo. Uh, so uh, in Corinthians chapter 12, here's what Paul says. Uh, Starting at verse number 12 uh, in chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And uh, here's what he says. The human body has many parts. Now, I want you to understand the church, right? The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Right? Now, listen to what he says. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we all, watch this, we all have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Verse 14, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. Right Now, it's important to understand so when he talks about the body of humans, and then he talks about the body of Christ, right? Then he says this, if the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. So you don't get to say that I'm not a part, all right? And, and so it's, in, it's important to understand the unity, but the diversity, right? He says, if the whole body were I, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were ear, how would you smell anything? That's verse 17. All right, verse 18 says, but our bodies have many parts. And God has put each part just where he wants it. It's important to understand that. God put each part exactly where he wanted. God gave each one of us exactly what he wanted us to have. He never wanted all of us to have everything. He wanted all of us to have a portion, and the portion was so significant, but it made a difference because your portion and my portion has to work together, all right? It has to work together. Verse 19, 
He said, how strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. Verse 21, the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The uh, the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. It's important to understand that all of us in the body of Christ who make up the body of Christ realize, man, that we are interdependent on each other. We all need to work together. In the event that one is down, it affects all of us. It does not just affect one. Whatever happens to one affects all of us, right? That's important to, to understand that, right? So, so then he goes on and says this, right, in uh, verse 20, verse 22. In fact, some parts of the body seem weakest and least important and are actually more necessary. So some of us, even though you may think uh, a part of the body is not significant, whether it's uh, 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 a liver or, 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 or a tonsil or something, it is very, very important because everything that God created in the body is significant. Now, we know that humans take parts out, and they say, well, you don't necessarily need those things. Everything that God put in the body serves a purpose. Every one of us, as the body of Christ, man, serve a purpose, and we are significant, even though you may think people are insignificant. They are not insignificant. God gave every one of us special gifts and talents, and what he gave us, man, was important for the entire body. That's important, so don't Miss that, right? Now, uh, I want to read something. Uh, well, let me go down to verse uh, 23. And the, uh, and, the parts we, and the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. Verse 24. While the more honorable parts do not require this special care, so God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that are less dignity. All right, now, it's important to understand that. So when God put the body the way he put it together, it was a reason why everything with where it is and why it's put together the way it's put together. It's the same way with us as the body of Christ. When we accepted Jesus Christ and he handpicked us and put us in the earth and made us a part of this big family, not just kingdom embassy, but whatever other church you're part of, when we all accepted Jesus Christ, man, we all had a part. And here's the uniqueness. All of us matter in the body of Christ. Every one of us matter in order for the body to work. In the event that the hand is broken, it affects the entire body. If you stub your toe, it affects your entire body, right? If you lose an eye, it affects the entire body. So your body has to make adjustments, right? Well, that's the same way with us as the body of Christ, Right now, remember the body is tied together with love, so it's important to understand. In the event that something happens to one of us, it affects all of us, even if I don't even know who you are. That's why when something goes on in a, in a believer's life, regardless, when you look at the news and something happened to a believer, people always judge the entire body of Christ based on the behavior of one. The reason why it happens because we are an entire body. We're not. This is important. We're not. The church by ourselves. We are a church collectively, right, in unity and diversity. So we are different, but we are really connected together, and it matters, right? So the body is an image of the human body that conveys the uh, organic matters and how, and how the church functions as a whole. 
So when you look at the, uh, the body being a living organism, right, and the church being a living organism, it's important for us to understand that we all live, right, as a unit working together for the kingdom of God. This is a kingdom issue. I want you to understand that. So the church is that body of believers that God called together, man, to get his mission accomplished. That's why it's so important for us to understand it. And we can't get sidebarred or sidetracked by doctrines. You can't do that. You got to understand the mission. And the mission really was to love people, to edify people, to build them up, to encourage them, to lift them up in the event that they error, put your arm around them, bring them together. Because if one part hurts, we all hurt, right? And so we always pay careful attention to the body in the event that something goes wrong, right? So if I don't care, if I, if I mess my knee up, I promise you I'm going to pay attention to that piece. I'm just not going to let it go. It's important to understand that. That's how we are as a body of baptized believers, all right? Now, how is the Christ's uh, relationship to the church? So the body functions as a whole with all its parts taking orders from the head, which is the central command center. Now, here's the thing that we got to get, and I don't want us to miss this yet. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. He is the central nervous system. Everything, remember, we are his body, right? We are his body. So when he sent the Holy Spirit into the earth, and he sent it to us. He became us, right? And we became him. So we work on behalf of him. And he lives through us. And all our signals, man, come directly from him, right? I don't need to find my ministry based on what the pastor says or what the missionary says. My ministry, man, come directly from the head, Right? Christ gives us, man, what he wants to do. And he tells us very plainly uh, the importance of significance. And so in Ephesians, he talks about he gave some apostles, some teachers, some pastors. He gives all those things, man, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So he gave us all different gifts for the sake of the kingdom of God. God was always interested in relationships. God has a special interest in relationships. And the body of Christ, which is the church, was really there, man, to work on behalf of Christ. So Christ, when he left, he did not leave us comfortless. He decided he was going to come and he's going to live in us, right? That means his spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, is going to live in us. And then he's going to continue to live throughout our life, right? So understand this here. The body is made up of diverse parts, right? We have various people. We have all kinds of people. All right, in the body of Christ. We are distinct, we are unique, we are different, but we all make up the body. And it's important that we understand that we all work together as a team in order to make the life of people better. The world is so much better, man, when we really operate, man, as Christ's children. When we operate, man, as though Christ is inside of us, right, the world becomes so much better. That's why when people who call themselves believers and they're part of the body, and they decide they want to do something crazy and come off and do their own thing, everybody look at you like, what is going on? Because that's not the characteristic of Christ, because Christ lives through us. We are unique. We are different, all right? We've been assigned gifts and talents to edify the body of Christ. But remember this here, unity but diverse. We are so different. 
in so many ways. But one thing we have in common is we are, we are the body. So the spirit of God, man, makes us one. And it really pulls us all together. So all our orders come directly, man, from the king himself. So Jesus speaks to us, and he speaks to our heart, and he speaks to our mind, and he tells our hands what to do. He tells our feet what to do. What, what, are you, what are you saying? He tells each one of us, man, this is what I need you to do. This is what I need you to do. I need you to do this, and it's all done out of love. That's why it makes so much sense when he says, they will know your mind by the love you say, because my whole DNA is about love. My whole entire DNA is about love. So they'll know your mind based on your love. Here's the beauty of a family. Uh, when you see a family together and they work so close together, you can almost tell what family they're part of, right? When we are part of this awesome, magnificent family, right, and somebody decides they want to do something wrong, if something happens, if my hands start doing stuff, it don't have any business doing, or my legs start doing something, and some people have what you call... I, don't think, I think they call it a sleepy leg or something like that. And your legs start jumping or doing things, man, without, or without your permission. Something's abnormal. And the first thing they do is they start looking at your nervous system. And they're trying to figure out what is going because it's abnormal. It should not be doing whatever it's supposed to be doing. And so the head should be sending the right signals. Any vintage getting the wrong signals, man, then they start doing things they don't have any business doing. Right? That's what happens in the body of Christ. Right? When we see people, man, doing things, man, that's contrary uh, to what God say, then we say, man, something's abnormal about this, right? So people on the outside are watching us, and they're trying to figure out, man, what is wrong? Something wrong with them. Are they deformed, or is something wrong? Are they sick, or what's, what's happening to them, all right? They need to go see a doctor because something's not right because the body is acting uh, uh, strange, in some kind of strange way, and it should not be happening. Now, that's how it is with all of us. So when we call ourselves, all right, uh, a kingdom children, we call ourselves God's disciples, and then we're not acting according to how the body acts, or we watch, this is better than that. When we decide that we want to damage the other part of the body, right, it doesn't make sense. When a person tries to destroy themselves, something is going on. Whenever you see a person, man, start cutting themselves or doing something or trying to hurt themselves, something's wrong with them mentally. Something's wrong with them emotionally. And what they try to do is give you some kind of medication or something to try to get your system back in the line because you have some chemical imbalances, right? It's the same way with us as the church, right? When we're doing things, man, and we're not working on behalf of loving people and caring for people and building people up, something wrong with our system. When we decide to hurt the body, something's wrong. Because the church is the entity, man, that represents God. It is God's way, man, of speaking to the world. It's God's way of letting the world know that he is still alive. The church is a divine living organism fused by Christ, right? And Christ reveals himself, man, through his chosen people, right? So the church is fused with Christ. So when you see him, you really get to see us. That's why you hear me teach sometimes is we're like Jesus with skin on it, right? Because when people really see us and we really operate in the way we're supposed to operate as a churchman, people can see the beauty of Christ and how awesome and magnificent Christ is, all right? So, uh, so remember that saying, we're like Jesus with skin on it, right? We're like Jesus with skin on it. So people get to see the love of God through our life. 
So if they don't know who he is, they get to know who he is by us because we are him or we are his parts, right? All of us make up his body, right? So we are the body of Christ. So we're working on behalf of him. We can't do our own thing, right? Uh, we, just, we just don't have that luxury, right? Uh, and so, uh, so Jesus is always being manifested through the life of individuals, all right? So, so we are a complex group, but yet we, we're connected so close together, and we call the church, and that's the uniqueness of the church. It's a called-out group of people who come together, man, for the benefit of showing God's love to the world, right? And then we have the our DNA is the DNA of Christ, right? That's why he said you got to be born again. You have to die to you and come alive to him, and then, then you become part of his, right? So the old person is gone and the new person is here. So now when I move and I operate, the world becomes better because of us. We make the world better, right? It's important to understand that because we are the children of God. We are his body, every one of us. Every single one of us work together, man, on behalf of the kingdom. And we can't miss that. Satan can't win as long as we stay unified. He only wins when we decide that we want to deviate or pull away and do our own thing. And remember this here, there are, all, there are all kind of ideologies, there's all kind of ideas out there, people talking about a whole lot of things, and they're trying to pull us away from Christ, trying to pull us away or get us diverted from being the body of Christ, right? And so we have to be careful and be on guard and watch uh, what he's doing. So the church's relationship to Christ means that we accept and fulfill faithfully the particular role God uh, has assigned to each one of us. So God has given each one of us a role and an assignment, and it's our job to fulfill that role. I don't have to be jealous of you. I don't have to be envious of you. All I have to do, man, is do what God called me to do, right? And, and here's the thing. I'm not inferior, nor are you. I'm not superior, nor are you. So you can't think you're better than or less than, right? We have to know who we are in Christ. Once we understand that we are part of this great body and I only have a part to play, right? I can't do everything. I can't be everything. I can't be the hand, the feet, the nose, the ears, and the eyes. Now, I can only be my part. So whatever I am, I can do my part. And, and I promise you, your part, when you connect with Christ, is always fused with love. So now Christ lives in us as individuals and corporately, right? And that's the beauty of it. And when we're working together, when everything is working, it's almost like an a athlete uh, that's really, really good. And, and the athlete, man, he trains because they have to do all the stuff. They have to make sure they're breathing is right. Uh, the strength is right. The flexibility is right. So they do a lot of training, man, to try to get their entire body, man, coming together. Mentally, they have to come together. And when they come together, man, and all of a sudden, man, the gun is fired, and they take up, man, you get to see an amazing, amazing athlete, right? Uh, because not everything is working together. In any event that something goes wrong, it affects the entire race, right? And so that's why you train so hard. That's why we stay so connected. We got because we train because we want to be the best. Right? Because we want to change the world. That's our mission. We want to be game changers. Game changers. Right? Uh, so remember, uh, God really does nothing independently. I think it was uh, the great writer, I think it was John Wilson, says, 
without God, man cannot. And without man, God will not. Right? And understand that. So without God, right, without God, man can't do nothing. But God won't do anything, man, without man because he gave the earth to us. Right? And he, he said, listen, I'm going to make you guys my church. You're going to be my body, and I'm going to work through you. Right? And every one of you guys are going to be different. Right? You're going to be very diverse. You're going to be a very diverse family, but yet you're going to be the same because you're going to have my spirit. And my spirit is going to be the one that gift you and make you everything that I intend for you to be. Right? And so that's important. So John, uh, when Jesus was talking, watch what Jesus said in John, uh, the 14th chapter, verses 16 and 17 in the New Living Translation. He says, and I will ask the Father. This is Jesus getting ready to leave. And they were so concerned about him leaving Right? So he had to give them assurance. He says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. Right? Now watch, this is good. Who will never leave you. So this advocate will never leave you. Right? He is the Holy Spirit. Now that's why the, the uniqueness of the Holy Spirit is so powerful. All right? The Holy Spirit who leads into all truths. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But watch you who've accepted Christ. But you know him, right, because he lives with you and now in you. Now, it's important to understand. So now, not only does he live among you, he's now living in you. So the Holy Spirit is in you working on behalf of the king, Right? That's the beauty of God. So he give us this power, this Holy Spirit, man, to work through us, right? So now he give us something. He said, I'm not leaving you comfortless You because I promise you I'm going to live inside of you, so I'm going to always be alive in your heart. So we each as members of our, are directly connected to Christ, directly connected. And so he's the head, and the head give all the signals. Now, this is the beauty. You don't have to wait for me. Or anyone else. There's no in-between. You don't need, God doesn't need a go-between. Because he's the head, and the head tells the body what to do. Right? So he's going to tell you exactly what he wants done. He's going to always work through your heart. So when you connect with him, and you've given your life to him, and you connected, all you have to do is just wait and watch. And he's going to let you know exactly what he wants done. And you'll know it. Now, whether we do it or not, right, whether we do it or not, it's on us, right? Because he's going to give us the right signal and say, here's what I want you to do because this is me. He said, I don't want you to forget me, right? Now, uh, so in Ephesians, he tells us that he's the head of everything. In Ephesians, uh, and I read it earlier, it says, instead we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of this body, the church. He is the head of this body called the church. The pastor is not the head. Don't get it twisted. The bishop is not the head. The pope is not the head. Jesus Christ is the head of the body, the church. He's the one. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing in full love. He does that. He sends the signals, right? He tell us what he want done, all right, because he runs the show. He is the head. He's the source of life, and he's the sustainer of life. And he makes sure we have everything we need in the kingdom. 
And so as long as we operate the way we're supposed to operate, man, we get to see the beauty of the church and the uniqueness of the church, right? And so, so when Jesus told them in St. John, the 14th chapter, he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can't do anything. He lets us know. So as we wrap this up, he let us know. Without me, you can't do anything. We're so connected. We're so fused together, right? And if you stay connected and understand the power, the, the healing power, the deliverance power, he said, you understand it. If you stay connected with me, he said, the world would be a much, much better place. I really believe in all my heart, despite everything that's going on, the reason why so many good things happen in the world, because so many people are fused with Christ, and Christ lives in them, and he's working through people. Now, I know there's a lot of stuff going on, but there's a lot of good and great things going on as well. It's because there are a lot of people who really understand they're part of this body, and they work so hard to make sure. Now, uh, these are your takeaways. Uh, if one part of the body becomes impaired, it impacts the entire body, right? So it's so important, man, if a brother or sister is overtaken in a fall or struggling or something happened, I want to get that man to do whatever I can, man, to try to help fix that problem. I don't want them to be suffering because when they suffer, I suffer, all right? Now, that's important. So whatever they're going through, it impacts me as well. So I'm going to do everything. I'm going to use every resource at my disposal, man, to try to help bring them around, right? We're not going to let Satan, man, just destroy our brothers and sisters in Christ. He's because we are part of this body of Christ. And here's what I want to wrap it up with. We don't have it all together, but together we have it all. We don't have it all together, but together we have it all. And we have to remember that. Amen? Amen. Let us bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for the church. We thank you for every single person, man, who accepted you into their life, and you became the Lord of their life. And so, Lord, we want to pray for those who are out there who don't know who you are, who don't understand, who's really struggling, who's been following the ways of the world with all the information and knowledge out there. But we ask you to open up their hearts, give them a desire to learn more about you so they can be a part of this magnificent, awesome family so they can make a difference, not only in their lives, in the lives of others. So, Lord, we ask you to come into their heart, receive them as your children, be a blessing to them so they know how awesome it is. And so they can start using their gifts and their talents and everything you gave them for what you, for what you gave it to them for. That is to improve other people's lives. And in the process, we become healthy. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap out there. And Facebook family, we appreciate you. All right. It's also an opportunity for you guys to share in your giving. Uh, there are many ways that you can give the kingdom. Listen, I'm asking everyone out there, if we've been a blessing to you, we ask you, man, to be a blessing to kingdom embassy, right? Uh, you can't ever beat God giving. So whatever you give, man, God is going to give back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. We have responsibility, right, um, to, to be able to, to give back to God a portion of what he gave us. Don't be afraid when it comes to giving. I promise you, man, you won't go without. When you give, God is going to bless you. He's not going to let you suffer. Uh, and I know some of you all have powerful testimonies how, you, how you've done great things in people's life and they didn't realize it. 
but you also have some testimony where people have done in your life, all right, that has been absolutely amazing, and it was God doing it, all right? So be a blessing. Be a blessing. So we actually please sow into our ministry. Uh, we appreciate everything you're doing. You've been doing an awesome, awesome job. So we continue to teach, prepare to teach, to try to encourage you, to lift you up, to strengthen you, and we ask you uh, to be a blessing in our ministry so we can continue to do work, uh, not just here, but all over the country. So we thank you for everything you're doing. And so we want to bless the offering. And then you guys can give on Giveify or you can send a check into the church or you can go on our website uh, and do it through Stripe. Uh, so however, you want to be a blessing and, and be generous uh, when, you, uh, when you give. All right? Please be generous. Dear Lord, bless everyone who's going to give. Those who have to give, bless them. Those who do not have to give, who don't have no desire to give, that's fine too. Uh, because you are a spirit and you control all that. So we thank you for every heart uh, who made a decision that they want to be a blessing to our ministry, and we pray that they don't go without. So bless everyone, um, those who have and those who have not. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you all. Have an awesome, magnificent week. I'll see you guys Monday at 12 o'clock noon. Don't miss it. We're dealing with relationships, so you want to join us at 12 o'clock noon. So if you struggle with some, with some relationship issues, or marriage, or whatever, your boyfriend, your girl, you want to join us at 12 o'clock noon. Amen? God bless you.